Hi, I'm Tabitha Rock. And I'm Sam Davenport. Born and bred in Melbourne, we live and breathe property, and we know the Melbourne market like the back of our hand. We've both been buying and selling real estate in Metro Melbourne for over two decades combined, and we've learned a few lessons along the way. Back, baby. We're back. Do you know what I always want to do, which is so ridiculous? Oh, no, now I can't do it. I lost my nerve. I was going to sing, you know, the welcome back. I was thinking we needed something funky like that. And then I couldn't think off the top of my head, like, where's Is it some our- cheers or something? I can't remember. Anyway, whatever, moving on. The value of value adding. That's what we're talking about today. It is. The value of value adding. And it's something that we go crazy for. We talk about it all day, every day. We harp on about it from both sides of the fence for our sellers, for our purchases. It's a never-ending conversation that we have with them. Amen, sister. Don't you love that? I loved that. The value of value adding from the vendor's perspective. Let's just start with the, from the vendor's perspective and then we're going to roll it right through this to the buyers. This is an app you want to save because <laughs> I feel like it's going to have some good shit in it. We're going to drop some gold. Absolute gold. Oh, did that hurt people's ears? If people listen with headphones, no, the ones that go in your ear, what's it called that you use? Yeah. Earpods. Earpods. I don't know. Anyway, (sighs) the discussion with vendors about trying to add value to their property pre-sale, also known as pre-sale works, we have to go through their houses with them with a fine-tooth comb even for people who live immaculately in properties that have been well-maintained for the entirety of their, you know, stint as owners in the property, we still need to go through and often do, let's say, a short list of like five separate trades to come through and mm-hmm. do different things. And that can span from painting the entire house inside outside only, changing the colorway on one or the other, re-sanding the floors, getting part styling done if they're still living there, getting full styling done if they've moved out or they're not there, re-oiling decking, washing the windows on the outside, getting up on the roof and doing the colors. All the one percenters, changing those light globes. I mean, it is so critical. But you know what? I think it's critical to understand this pre-sale works process from the vendor, if you're a vendor, but also if you're a buyer. So you're walking through these homes that are up for sale, understanding what little tweaks that they've done to the property to present it in better light to hopefully engage more buyers to hopefully increase the price, exactly. Increase the sale price. Yeah. I mean, when we're doing pre-sale works, we really specifically work with vendors on spending $1 to make three. Mm -hmm. So we really don't get them to do anything that we don't think is going to triple the investment that they've made. So And it does. Yeah, 100%. But then that's exactly why from the buyer's perspective, you've got to be aware of that. Like that $10,000 paint job is likely going to get that vendor another 30 or 40 grand. When if you're looking at a, a property that's not been painted, you have to remember you're going to have probably less competition, but it's only a $10,000 paint job. I say only. We throw around figures like this. Like it's just... I mean, well, we're talking about a $1 million house and a $2 million house and a $3 million house. I mean, 10,000 is a drop in the ocean. Yeah, it is. And if it's going to add 30, 40 grand's worth of value to the property, go for it, kids. And it just completely, like that investment before you sell, completely transform a property. Oh, yeah. Uh, People just don't understand how amazing 
these pre-sale transformations are. It was funny. It reminds me, I took clients, I signed on clients looking around sort of Clifton Hill, Collingwood, Abbotsford, and we went through a property in Abbotsford. I was like, oh, I've got it off market. I've got it No, it was actually on market, but they'd seen it prior when it was tenanted off market. So when it was on market, it had had the paint job. It was styled. And they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is a different house. And I asked the agents when I was out the front, how much did you get the vendor to spend pre-sale? $20,000. $20,000. And that was including higher furniture. Yeah. And the buyers were just blown away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, we say tenanted properties... It's mostly in relation to the fact that obviously that's compared to properties that have been styled. So tenanted properties versus a property that's been styled, let alone obviously owner-occupied properties often sit somewhere in the middle in terms of market presentation and potential value. But tenanted properties, you know, we you go into them. I mean, I had one recently where they had two cats, lovely young couples, so lovely. They had two very cute little cats. But, you know, they had the furniture, the cats were tearing it to shreds. The owner of the property hadn't changed the carpets in many years. I think Mm. he'd owned it for like 15 years. I don't think he'd ever done it. All of the curtains were sort of half falling off the windows. It just looked really shabby and tired. And the tenants were vacating, which obviously gave us the opportunity to be able to sort of run it through these pre-sale works. But as we started lining up the quotes for the vendor, he was like, I don't want to spend that much. Like, I really don't want to spend that much. And he wanted to, in the end, keep it to a $10,000 spend. So we're like, okay, how are we best spending this 10 Mm. grand to maximize the result for this guy? And in the end, it wasn't replacing the carpets, like, because it was okay. Yeah. And as the tenants vacated, they did a steam clean. So they were okay and they were in neutral color. And we're covering them with rugs. With rugs (laughs) and furniture. And we did do painting of walls only, no ceiling, no architraves, no woodwork. Mm -hmm. So it just freshened everything up. And we just removed all of the curtains. We didn't put new ones on. We just removed them all together. Classic. Classic move. Real estate move. No window furniture. Off all the daggy curtains, it looks much better and bigger and brighter, brighter, fresher, everything. And you know, obviously, put the property to market. Higher furniture was where we spent half of our investment in because that was where we were going to see the most value. And yeah, put the property on the market and sold without a problem. And that compared to if we had to put the property on the market with those tenants in place, with it looking as it was, people just walk in and that's all they see. Mm. They can no longer see out the window at the beautiful tree-lined street. But they also can't envisage themselves in that property because that doesn't represent what a property ownership looks like to them. They can't imagine putting their couch in there because it just looks a bit yucky. They see the other person who's living in there. They're looking at them and they're thinking about them and who are they and they're in their house. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no longer a sort of blank canvas for them to envisage themselves there. But yeah, as you say, when buying, looking past those quick fixes and really looking at the property and check the windows. Are there any window furnishings? Because if there's not, guess what your first cost is? Mm-hmm. you got to go out and buy some blinds. I mean, Ikea's got a good selection. Very good selection. Yeah. It's not going to break the bank, but it's a consideration. Consideration. Well, it's one thing to add onto the ever-growing list of costs buying property. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just being aware of like, has this property just had a fresh paint job and can I smell carpet glue? If so, really have an understanding of how much that costs the vendor to do and don't sort of overpay for works like that, which have only cost the vendor 10, 15, 20 grand. And being done in a week or two. Exactly. And often with low-grade 
paint. Paint, low-grade carpet, Mm. all of the above. Yeah, it just makes such a difference when you're selling your home. So we would definitely do it. But to be honest, that's why a lot of people choose to sell off market, which we'll go through next time because it can get up there. The cost can get up there, but you really do see a return when you're selling your property. A hundred percent. Like we say, doing pre-sale works is almost always, if you listen to your agent, you do it properly, you will spend a dollar and you will make three. Like it's, that's just how it works. Especially a garden tidy. I mean, we're focusing so much on the inside of the house, but let's talk about the out. I mean, trimming those big trees, bushes, hedges, Painting the fence. Painting the front door. High pressure hose, the facade. Yeah. Yep. That is my OG. High pressure hose, the external of your house, please. Mm. You will add a bitter on the day. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the cobwebs. But when you've bought a property that needs work and you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to be able to, it's unrenovated. Obviously, it's either what you could afford or what your plan was, was to buy something that you were going to be able to add value to understanding what is going to actually add value as a spend is really important in that process because you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and if buyers, when it comes time to sell, can't see it, they're not going to pay for it. Totally. And that's what we say to people all the time. A lot of the properties that we buy need re-stumping. Oh, I have to do that straight away. No, you don't. And you can definitely sell this in 10 years' time having not done those works. Yeah. And it's still going to be fine. Like, yes, maybe one buyer will pay a little bit less because they're trying to factor in re-stumping. But yeah, way better to just put a brand new kitchen in and a brand new bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Like spend your money there where the people can see it. Where the people can see it. Yeah. And it's like if you have to think about, you know, what is your plan for the property? And this is why it just goes, it all leads back to the beginning of, you know, what's the plan? Why are you buying property? How long are you planning to stay there for? If you think this is your family home for the next 20 years, you might go for the hydronic heating because that's what you really want. Mm. You know, you're not putting heating in to add value to the property. You're putting heating in to keep you and your kids comfortable. You know, so go with what you want. But if you're thinking, we know we've got one kid now, we're going to outgrow this house in the next five years, or we're probably going to relocate to a different state within the next five years, but we need some heat in here, just chuck a reverse cycle and you'll be fine. So affordable. Yeah, so affordable. So it effective. It ticks the box from a bu- from the future buyer's perspective. Does it have heating? Yes. Do they ask what sort of heating it is? Yeah, look, some buyers will, mm. but it's not changing the value of the property from mm-hmm. the buyer's perspective. So if you're planning to move on from that property pretty soon after purchase, don't overspend on things that aren't adding value. Massive one. Gosh, so as you mentioned at the start of the app, yeah. just that we love people doing updates and renovations and buying the ugly duckling and spending a dollar to make three and manufacturing their own growth through through renovations, not just sitting back and praying that sweet market increases. But I've been finding, chatting to a few clients I've bought for over the last year or two, that we buy this property, we chat about, you've got to, you've got to paint it. You got to put the new carpet in immediately. Let me help you with quotes. Yeah. We get the quotes. And then they don't do it. And they sit in that house that's not painted mm. with the tenanted carpet. And then they're, they're not loving it. And I say, you have, we 
spoke about this. We left some money in the kitty yeah. for these works and you ha- and it will change the game. It really freshens up a property, 100%. makes it more your own and just makes it more enjoyable to live in. And really new paint and carpet is only less than 10 grand or something. Yeah. Maybe a little depending bit more. Depending on charge. Yeah. <laughs> and give, give or take a few zeros depending on the size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, T's and C's apply, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To everything we say. Yeah. But make sure that if you do buy the one that's a bit ugly, well done, you've bought it before, they've done pre-sale work, so you've seen all the cracks and the this yeah. and that. Fabulous. But now is before you move in, Actually, do some do, of the work. Do the pre-sale work yeah. for you, for your enjoyment, but also because you are adding value to the property. Yeah. If you go in, yeah, I mean, the ugly ducklings, you go in, you paint it out, you do the garden, you do whatever the flooring is, you might make it nice and neat and tidy. Oftentimes, you can take it as far as replacing kitchens if they're on a nice, solid, you know, ideally some sort of concrete slab or something and it's easy enough and everything's sort of level enough even if it's not level you can change Mm. you know the levels of kitchens but putting an ikea kitchen in for the interim if you're thinking let's do a big reno on this place in 10 years time but it's uncomfortable as it is now do a sort of halfway reno well i think that a lot of people don't even realize kitchens are ikea obviously we're not putting ikea kitchens in the four million dollar house yeah but anything sub two million Put the IKEA kitchen in. They've got soft closing drawers and there's specialists to come out and help you with the design and the this and it's they've got everything. Yeah. Right. It's it's such a good option. And particularly if you've got a really straightforward, like the we bought a house that was I lovingly refer to it as a wooden tent because it was so original and so Mm. dilapidated and inside was outside and outside was inside and the lean-to was the kitchen, which was literally like 500 mils off the ground because the old nonna who lived there, that's how tall she was. Like it was like we needed to do something immediately, but we also knew that we were going to extend it down the track. So we did that pre-sale works on it. We cleaned it up. We painted the front door. Mm -hmm. You know, we painted the inside. We washed down the outside. We put the IKEA L-shaped kitchen in, kept her stove because it was fine. Mm -hmm. You know, once she started using it... (laughs) For a few years, you want to try upgrade it, but it was fine. So we just did, you know, the little L shape, got a friend to install it, you know, and that got us through for the next sort of five years before we could do the big reno. Yeah. Well, I think you actually, one thing that you forgot to mention about that reno that you did was injecting period features back in a property that's had them stripped. So Mm -hmm. I think we're coming across that a lot in Victoria with this like older demographic selling that had once stripped out the period features in terms of ceiling rows or cornices or whatever it may look like. And you can actually go to stores like Shots and just put it back in. I was like, where are we going to get these baseboards? What's what's the word for it? Oh, yeah. Skirting board. Where are we going to get this like specific, you know, Victorian time skirting board from? From the shop. Bunnings. Yeah. Has a million and one skirting board. They've got the same one right there. They have. Pick it up, put it all the way through. Is it original? No. Is the front part original? Yeah. And you know? no one notices, by the way. I've yeah. never had someone be like, oh, this skirting board. Is this skirting board original? <laughs> or hang on, there's different heights of skirting boards? I mean, yeah. that, that's certainly a thing and no one's picking that up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love a shadow, shadow box where it's, anyway. Not my Okay, jam. so 
Then when it does come time, if you have got this house where you've needed to do this sort of part-time midterm renovation, if you are then in the at the 10-year mark or you're in a position where you are planning to do a large-scale renovation, when you're doing that, yes, it may be your ideal home, your dream home. You know, you might think you're going to be there forever, but shit happens and you might sell the property sooner than you think. You may need to take it back to market. And what the market wants from your house in your area that you now own property is pretty key understanding in to, to be able to add the value that you need to. Yeah, so you got to know what the know market what they wants. Want. You got to know what the people want and that's what you got to do. So I say to clients all the time, jump on realestate.com sold section in your area, look for your sort of thing that sold for half a million dollars more than, you know, like top end and see what their floor plan looks like. See what their renovation level looks like. See what they've done to the facade of the property. See what their their paint scheme. Yeah. Scheme? Scheme? No, it's scheme. 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 Not scheme. Whatever. <laughs> um, Not schmear. <laughs> Looking at, finding it out for yourself, obviously, you can definitely do. But I reckon, like, we obviously love real estate agents so much. We just want to hang out with them and talk to them. I know. To them I want to have drinks. Like, I had an altercation with one agent recently, and no. I was like, that's a shame because I would have had a drink with you. But now yeah. I won't. Well, what about that guy we also had an altercation with? And then we did have drinks with him. I know. Well, that and was because like... And now we love each other. We do. We had a brawl and now, you know, we love each other. There's a level all's, of respect that goes through the war. All's fair in love and war, Exactly, baby. exactly. But yeah, getting into a conversation with local agents and getting them through, have them through and pick their brain. They're there at your disposal. They want to talk to you about your house. You know, they obviously want the future listing. They want to build that relationship with you and they will give you all the intel. But pick their brain. Like ask them what do they think is going to add more value, adding in a tiny ensuite where you're going to squeeze it into the master bedroom to tick a box of a second bathroom or having a really big, luxurious family bathroom and just having one bathroom? Mm. You know, that's a really good question to ask an agent because a lot of people think, just add the second bathroom. Well, not if it's compromised. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You've just made me think of a key value add that I love telling clients, but I feel like I want to keep it on the down low. You have to. Oh, no. Actually, someone told me the other day, we can't share all of our intel. Okay. Well, that's for our clients. That secret little tip. Oh, my God. Of the like such beautiful, easy value add to spend 15 grand and make 50. Oh my God. um, Give us a call to find out how. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I feel the grease coming off our hair with that slimy sales line. No, man. Aren't we sales agents? No. We're advisors now. I'm sorry. We've flipped the script. Advisors. But no, I think that's really, really great advice, Sam. If you're ever planning a major renovation, yes, obviously do it for you and your family to enjoy, Mm. but shit happens in your lives. Prepare. You may be selling that in a year, moving to Queensland, sunny Queensland, and need to sell. And you need to make sure that the market wants what you've got to sell. A hundred percent. Not even wants. You want to make sure they're falling over themselves for it. Totally. Because that's how you're going to get that extra sort of 10% on the top of what it's actually worth. Yeah. I I walked through some houses and I'm like, a builder did this like to flip because it makes absolutely no sense. I went through one today. Terrible. Poorly done. Yeah. 
But the whole reason why we talk adding value is obviously to increase the eventual sale price or potential sale price of the property, but also to increase the available equity in the home. So you Mm -hmm. can potentially draw down against it if that's what you choose to do. You know, you may feel that that's the wrong way to go or you might want to access equity and buy something else. Invest in shares, buy a new car, take your mother out for dinner. More often than you do. More often than you do. Yeah. We should all be taking our mothers for dinner. Or fathers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Peace. Whatever. But I think this whole, it's easier when we're not talking about it, when we're showing people examples of how they can value add. But I Mm. think it's so important. People need to be more across that, across this. Gone are the days when we're sitting on our real estate for 25 years plus. And that's how we're building our millions. We need to get creative. We need to start thinking about the art of value adding to our real estate and what that looks like. Buying the three bed, one bath, changing it into a four bed, two bath, one car park. What does that look like? I mean, people really search for those icons. Okay. How can we get the icons in our house that we've just bought up? And Mm. what does that floor plan look like? Speak to the agent. I mean, I love, and I think our clients like for some reason don't think that this is a thing, but we love when they send us the floor plans that their architects have drawn up Oh my God, I for love their reno. What is this landscaping good? Will this make a difference to the sale price? It just is music to my eyes. I know. I love to receive that. When they send you the text, would you mind? Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's yeah, have a coffee. This warms my heart. Exactly. All right, girl. F, Mary kill? Yeah. Have you got any more points or we're, we're good, to, good to roll? I, don't, I think I've got so many points I'm being overwhelmed because I'm so passionate about this. I know. That I'm just getting... I think moving walls. Can I just talk about that quickly? Like people just get scared about moving walls, changing it up. Like, yeah, don't be scared by that. That can be pretty simple in the scheme of things. That's why when people bang on about brick houses, I'm like, the weather boards aren't that bad. Like, Mm. because you can manipulate things a little bit more easily. Also, like we love drafts people, but certainly architects, in terms of like doing major renovations are worth their weight in gold. Don't let them get too creative that it just gets into not making sense territory. But if you want to have a chat about this more, we love to have our mm. brains picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, about this. I was like, is that the right expression? But it is. <laughs> okay, go girl, give it to me. F. Mary Kill. Dilapidated but dressed to impress. We've so she, that she's up. gone through the pre-sale work. She's ready to move into, but she's still dilapidated. Right. Or the classic time warp on the concrete slab. Oh, I saw one of those in Coburg just the other day. Or just straight up dilapidated. I'm going, I'm marrying straight up dilapidated. <gasps> Go on. Yeah. And I'm, I want to see warts and all. Mm-hmm. I want to see her. I want to see, show me the cracks. Where do you need help? Where are the water stains from that water leak that's happened? Yeah. The, um, acti- the active leak. The active leak. Give it to me because we're going to be in this for the long haul, girl. I'm killing a time warp on a concrete slab. Mm. I know. Because I don't want no concrete slab. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't. I want stumps. I want to be able to easily move plumbing. That's where I'm at. And oh, fuck, you're dilapidated dress to impress. Like, you're phony. Yeah. But I'll still, but I'll still have, have a play. You. 
What would you do? I'm definitely marrying the time warp on a concrete slab because oftentimes a time warp on a concrete slab was built in like the 70s or the 80s or the Mm -hmm. 90s. So generally, and this is again, T's and C's, generally speaking, the floor plan is very near to what you would put it as today. So it's usually got an open plan living. It's usually got central plumbing. It's usually got upstairs plumbing. Unlike Victorians where it's sort of, there's nothing upstairs. upstairs. plumbing? Yeah, if it's a double story, like. I don't know what time warp you're bloody living Like a big old Greek style brick home that was built in 87 or 85, (laughs) you know, with this big primary bedroom with an ensuite. Great, but it's hideous. It's pink. It's hideous. The whole thing's hideous. The whole house is hideous. But everything is where it needs to be. That's who I want to marry. Okay. Because I can get you cute. Don't you worry. Like, Ah. I will do you up good. You'll be unrecognizable. (laughs) Just give me the bones though. I need good bones. Good values. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dilapidated, but dressed to impress. To be honest, depending on the size, because I know how much pre-sale works can cost. And if someone's done it for me, I'm sort of into that. So I'll F dilapidated, but dress to impress. Straight up dilapidated, been there, done that, too hard basket. Killing it. Killing it. Get out of here. Well, there was some uh, decisive, divisive. Divisive. Divisive Often answers. Often we're the same. I know. Mm. Mm, the value adding has got us <laughs> on different pages. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Hope you've enjoyed. Peace. Peace. <laughs>